Hello again, everyone, and welcome to the Rome Ploy Chamber Small Business Spotlight here on Rome Business Radio. My name is Roger Manus, and we are coming to you from the Hardy Realty Studios, and we work in partnership with the Rome News Tribune to distribute Rome Business Radio. And again, the, the purpose here is to celebrate small businesses in Rome and Northwest Georgia, find out about their their stories and what they can do for you and, and help network and maybe create connections so people can do business with each other. Uh, we are joined today by Pam Power-Smith, the Director of Business and Industry for the Rome Floyd Chamber, also joined by Larry Alford, who has his uh, who has his fingers in a lot of little endeavors, uh, owner of Rome Cleaners, Service Master, Furniture Medic, and we're joined by Pete Lemons and Brian Ritchie, uh, who are with Plaza Transport. So, first of all, hello, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Can everybody hear me okay? Yes. Thank you for having Well, and for our listeners out there on the podcast, obviously, because of social distancing and everything, we are coming to you via Zoom. So we are not in the same room and the audio will be different from different sources, but we're all just used to that in this day and age, I guess. It's just the the way we're living our lives and conducting business. So um, first and foremost, just let's just kind of go around and and uh, give us a like a little bit of a broad overview of, of your business. Guys, let's start with you at, at Plaza Transport. Uh, Peter, Brian, what is Plaza Transport all about? So Plaza Transport was founded in 2004, primarily in the cotton industry, and they have moved cotton all over. The United States, um, there's about a little over three and a half million bales of cotton produced um, in the United States, and Plaza Transport uh, moves about 60 to 65 percent of that cotton. Um, and so we are have been in business for for quite a long time, and enjoy getting out and moving all of the cotton around um, that we can. Unfortunately, with the pandemic, the realization for for Pete and his co-owner, Jeff, was they are really tied deeply into the cotton and maybe need to diversify a little bit. And that's where I come in. I have um, not new to Rome, but new to transportation and have just really enjoyed getting to know and networking here in Rome and um, we had a chance to meet with with Pam uh, recently uh, with the chamber and just trying to network as much as we can. Uh, funny enough, let's just switch to Pam since he kind of introduced you there. Pam joined us a few weeks ago. You recently joined the chamber uh, as director of business and industry. You had, you had headed up the chamber down in Opelika, Alabama, as I recall. And one of your frustrations was you kind of took the job right in the middle of the pandemic, so you weren't you weren't able to face to face with people yet and go out and start connecting. Can you give us a progress report? Are you are you making inroads? <laughs> Slowly but surely. So these two guys don't know they were one of my first in person meetings here in the chamber. Um, so it's nice to see you again. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, slow would be the answer to that, but at least it's something. So I have had the opportunity to meet some folks in person. I've taken a handful of plant tours, even though I'm covered head to toe in something when I visit the plants. But so I'm excited that I'm finally getting to meet some folks for sure. And I hope I can continue at least doing that on a gradual basis going forward. So your responsibility is is the development of new or or helping old. 
helping old. Um, I like how you put that. So yeah, just solving problems for our industries. I've already had to do a handful of things. Um, I joked the other day at our board meeting that one of my first jobs was solving the sewage problems. So that's exciting when you first come to town. Sure. But um, yeah, helping our existing industries and making sure they have what they need or answering questions for things for the future for them. All right. And uh, Larry, let's let's come to you now. Um, you guys are kind of all encompassing in a, in a few different areas. Um, but first and foremost, just give us your general business overview. What, what are what are you guys totally involved in? The majority of our business is involved definitely in the disaster industry. Uh, started years ago, of course, in the talk about diversifying. We started years ago doing as a cleaning company, cleaning carpet. And that's what the, initially we started as. Then we moved into the disaster field. And that's really where all of our companies are based in what we do is disaster area, uh, going out and doing disasters for fire, water, storm damage, mold damage or whatever, stuff like that. So that's the majority of our business on a day-to-day basis. And you have uh, various franchises around, is that correct? You have one yes. in Rome, actually. And when did, when yeah, did you get have, one in Rome? I'm sorry? When did you start the one in Rome? 20 years we ago? We the one in Rome in, in, in 91. So we're, we're coming up on 30 years. of. Wow. Like, I, I know I was about three years old, I think, when I started it. And I, um, no, it's a, it, we did start it almost it's 29 years right now. So, um, But, yeah, we started in Rome as, a, as a, me and my brother and one guy. Uh, we bought an existing business here that had one guy, so we brought him on. We bought it, and then, uh, then we've been very blessed to be able to take our company to where we've taken it to, uh, and and had a lot of challenges, but we feel very blessed to be able to do what we've done. So, so we're we're we currently serve really serve in four states. We do work all, all the way to Knoxville, all the way down to South Atlanta, to Augusta, uh, to Gainesville, uh, North Atlanta. We cover all of Metro Atlanta, every county in Metro Atlanta. We have franchise that covers that. So, well, I, I, I guess it's disasters are bad, but fire and water and all of that are. Have you been affected at all with the pandemic, or are those things just not affected at all? You know, when it when it first came out, we was afraid we wasn't going to be able to get into because you go to homes and businesses, and we was afraid businesses and homes wouldn't want us in. But um, we started we started preparing earlier as as quick as I did. We started preparing for personal protective equipment, so we moved into that, got all that protected, and and really we we stayed just as busy as we have been. And then we started picking up uh, preemptive and post post cleaning from COVID nineteen. So we ended up getting that business, not counting already the business we had. So we really have. We've really been trying to hire people because we've been so busy. Well, that's good to know. If somebody's interested in working for you, what's some contact information? What do they need to do? They can just contact our office or go to servicemastertwins.com. Yeah, yeah because there, there's a, you know, a lot of unemployment out there, uh, obviously, from other services. Um, uh, Plaza Transport, uh, what has been the trend in freight through the pandemic? I know you're, you're primarily tied up in cotton, but what have you all discovered uh, how, how your business has been affected. The, the, the U.S. textile industry has has really slowed down a whole lot. Um, so much of the yarn that is spun goes to Central America, Latin America. It's where the cutting and sewing plants are. So those countries are still down. There's a few mills coming back up online now, but it's been very slow. And you had mentioned an attempt to diversify. Is that harder because of the economic slowdown to try to find? You know, a lot lot of people are still working, you know, uh, 
two or three days a week. Uh, me and Brian has been around to several businesses in Rome, and they're up and running today, but they may be down a couple of days from now. You know, it's just, you know, it's hard to, as Pam said, you know, it's hard to, to sit down and meet with anybody right now because so many people don't want you, you know, don't want people coming in. Yeah, Pam, what are you, what is, what are the indicators you're getting from, from uh, businesses around town about, you know, slowly sticking their toe back in the water to get going again? Uh, or I, I know we're seeing, we're seeing uptick, you know, Broad Street's more active, some of the retail and restaurants, things like that. But what, what is your experience from the business leaders you talk to? Well, I think for small business, we're going to plateau for a minute. I think they're going to continue doing curbside pickup and then dabble in folks coming in the store. Most, well, many stores in downtown provide masks at the front door. So I think we'll stay there for a little bit. And then I don't know what will happen after that. And I think our industry is 95% back to normal. So um, it's obviously easier for plants to get back online. It's harder for downtown and other small business because people come in the door all the time. So I think we're going to be at this spot for a little bit. Um, uh, let's talk a little bit about backgrounds here. Uh, Larry, how did, what is, what is your professional background? How did you end up where you are? That's a funny question right there. When I graduated high school, I wanted to go be a paramedic. So uh, I went and started as an EMT, then moved into the paramedic field. And while I was going to paramedic school, I had the opportunity to my brother came to me and we wanted, he wanted to know if we wanted to buy a business. So we just stepped right in at 21 years old, stepped into business. So, uh, so never had, I had helped him some as a, as a, when I was in high school, I helped, I helped the owner that we bought it from. So, um, so no, it was just kind of stepping in at a young age and, and trying to learn a business at 21 years old. So. Well, well looking back, were you, uh, were you so naive that it didn't matter you jumped in? <laughs> <laughs> or well, were, you, no, were you were you really 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 smart well i wasn't really smart probably <laughs> i've never <laughs> been that so i can't say that far um but no you know when we just when we started looking at the opportunity we just you know it was an opportunity we had and, and i tell people all the time a lot of times you get in business you get opportunities and we feel like we got a very good opportunity with the guy that was wanting to get out of it he self-financed the business to us you know, and, and, and I don't find I'd ever been able to go get the money if I if he hadn't self-financed it. So being so young, but, you know, but no, we, we decided to get into it. We, we both are self-motivated. So when we got the opportunity, it was just a, it, you know, I kept thinking, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do my career. The other, I'm going to do this part-time. Well, then it started, really started, really gradually moved into, no, this is your full-time job. That's your part-time job. So, uh, so yeah, it was a, it was fun, you know, it's, and it's been a fun event, but, Definitely naive. You, you learn a lot from getting in there. When you when your only employee is twice your age, you know you, you learn something about it. So, yeah, I guess so. Uh, and and you're a twin, right? Yes, I am. And and y'all are in this y'all are in this business together, obviously. Yes, we've been in business together. If we don't kill each other, we've been in 29 years now. So, <laughs> are are you identical? Yes, we don't look <laughs> we don't look much we used to, but we are identical. Yes. Uh, I remember you, you mentioned uh, years and years and years ago, uh, my grandmother, God rest her soul, uh, th she and my grandfather were married over 50 years. And I asked her once, I said, Granny, did you ever think about divorcing him? And she said, no, I thought about killing him, but never divorcing him. <laughs> That's it. I guess twins share that same bond. You always have a challenge being, being 
partnered in a family mem- with family members, and and so you learn a lot from that for sure. All right, uh, over Plaza Transport, Pete. What is what is your background? How did you get where you are? You know, if, if you've ever been to Center, Center's full of cotton everywhere you go. So I was raised on a cotton farm. Front yard was a cotton, backyard, side yard. So my dad worked for a local cotton gin in Cherokee County. So I've just always been around cotton. So after school, I went to work at the warehouse that I'm a part owner of now. So I worked at the warehouse for, I guess, about 10, 15 years. And then me and the local gin here bought out the gentleman that I was working for. So that's how I got my start in the cotton business. Then got in the trucking business through my contacts at the cotton warehouse. People would call up and say, I'm trying to find some trucks that'll go to Leesburg, which is five miles from here. And as you know, Roger, sometimes that's hard to find a truck that wants to go five miles. Yeah. So I just kind of fell into the trucking business like that. But of course, there's a small town. Everybody knows everybody. So I'd call up a guy that had a truck and say, hey, do you want to go to Leesburg? And he said, yeah, I'll start doing that. And that's how we involved and that's how we got our start. And you've just grown from there. We have grown um, from there. Yes. And uh, and Brian, I know you. So you you're new to the industry. You, you said you just started the plaza a few weeks ago. What is your professional background? So I've done a little bit of everything. Um, when I came out of school, uh, I went and worked for the home building industry, and I was a ended up being the CFO for a home building company uh, in Conyers, Covington, Georgia. Uh, from there, uh, that home building industry bubble kind of burst. If we remember back about. 12, 13 years ago, um, and I was a victim of that. Um, moved to Nashville, actually, and, and worked um, as a purchasing manager in, in operations uh, for a, a small industrial company there. And from there, um, I went into sales and did sales for the last almost nine years. And um, things kind of happened there and i we have been in rome my family has been in rome um, for the last eight years um i am married to uh, betsy height who is uh, charles and lee heights daughter and so larry i think uh, i think you know the heights pretty well if, I, if i'm not yeah. mistaken and uh, just great people um the Publix Shopping Center in Rome is, is actually named after uh, my wife's grandfather, the Charles A. Height Jr. or Charles A. Height Square, and um, just really good people. And, and so we, since I've been in Rome, I, I was working for a company in Nashville. So I was in the steel industry and traveling uh, quite a bit. So there really wasn't a, a, a necessity to really get involved um, in the chamber or in, in this, in the community as much. Um, and so from there, we just, um, have kind of gravitated towards, towards transportation and Pete, um, Plaza transport is, uh, is an asset based, um, trucking company as well as a brokerage. So we handle a little bit of both. And if you don't know what that means, it's asset based, um, is where you own, own the trucks yourself. And then brokerage is when you you find the trucks and find the shippers and kind of marry them together. 
So it's, it's been a wild ride. It's, uh, it's been an awesome, awesome opportunity. And I'm just excited to, to kind of see where, where this takes us. Um, we were talking to Pam uh, earlier this week, and we feel the uh, – I feel that same um, hesitancy from trying to go in and, and network and meet people and, and go on plant tours and do those things. Um, and so it, it's been a little bit of a challenge with the pandemic. But, you know, with that said, everybody's kind of in the same boat. And so uh, my, my colleagues in the steel industry have called on them as well, and, and they're not quite up and running, whether that's in uh, Indianapolis um, or in Arkansas or, you know, kind of wherever. The, that, that industry is, is a little bit slower as well. Um, and so, yeah, we're, we're excited. I'm excited to, to get to actually get involved with the community and, and do some community work and um, obviously we've got a church in uh and in, in rome and have been in rome for like i said eight years but haven't really had the opportunity or the the need to know get to know people on a on a personal level and, and a professional level um pam before i move on living in nashville just curious did you ever meet any country music stars I did. Um, oh. one, yeah, one quick story was um, one of the famous places uh, in Nashville to, to eat is called the Pancake Pantry. And we were, uh, it, it's so popular. It's right uh, on 21st Avenue, r- really close to Vanderbilt University. And you have to stand in line. Um, the, the line wraps, it's that good, it's that popular. You have to kind of stand in line outside. And so we were standing in line for 20 or 30 minutes and my wife looks to me and she says, I think that's um, Keith Urban behind us. And lo and behold, Keith Urban is sitting or standing in line right behind us and, um, and did just like everybody else. So really good people. And was, was Nicole with him? Nicole, uh, Nicole was with? not. He was with some, some band members. Um, she and, doesn't eat pancakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yes, uh, really great and um, great people. Uh, got to know some songwriters and, and other people as well. And just, just that community is pretty tight. Well, we, we, we digressed there for a minute. I was just curious. Uh, during the 1996 Olympics, I was working in television in Atlanta and had the pleasure of inter- interviewing Tim McGraw and Faith Hill, who uh-huh. were not married yet. Uh, they, they had just started dating. Um, and so, uh, I always tell people to tell Faith Hill, I said, hello. But, Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Pam, one of the interesting things that struck me from, uh, both, both Brian and I'm, I'm sorry by both Larry and Pete talking there was that you can touch on if you, if you like, it's just the entrepreneurial spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Larry and his brother jumped in at a young age, risk and reward. Um, Obviously, Pete was was doing this cotton thing, and then trucking kind of was coming toward him, so he just ran with trucking. Um, but just that entrepreneurial spirit for us for a business community. Um, can you touch on that a little bit in your position at the chamber? Yeah, I mean, and a lot of it's personal opinion, but it's exciting to see people that have that spirit because I feel like it's less and less all the time, and 
really our favorite businesses are the ones um, are you know owned and operated locally and the ones that took chances in the beginning. Um, and I ran a business with my husband, so and we survived that. But um, it, it is interesting to see the ones that take chances and the ones that don't. So I, I always love the ones that put their whole heart into it and take chances like Larry and Pete. Um, I love those stories myself. Well, you know, one thing about that is we have this motto here in our business. I don't know if it's a good thing, motto, but it's see a need, fill a need. Uh, we always try to see a need in what we do in disaster. And, and really, we have multiple companies. We do construction outside the disaster field. We was, it was really a mitigation company just cleaning up. Well, we got into that. Now we do, of course, our dry cleaners. We do uh, do all kind of soft goods. And, and we do electronic cleaning through our through our, our textile side of our business. So we can take a disaster that we did 10 years ago, and it was a maybe a $1,000, $2,000 job. Now we can make it ten dollars to $20,000 because we've decided to see that need and to feel that need. And and we and now we can make it easier on our customer because we can do we can do the full package of every job. And it's owned by one of my companies that can do that. So mm-hmm. it, you don't have to worry about getting an electrician out. We have an electrical company. We, we, have a, we have first choice is another company I have. It does electrical plumbing and HVAC. So we do that. That's not even that's not even on the list right there. So, um, but, but we definitely can go out and take one job and do anything that we need to on a disaster. I got tired of waiting on people to provide service for me because I'm in, in the disaster food. You have to be very, very rapid at what you do and they don't have time to wait on you. So we just, we've moved into it. I got tired of waiting on others. So yes, I do have multiple irons in the fire, so to speak, but I mean, but we can take a customer and move their job faster than what we could three years ago. And that's what everybody's looking for fast. They're looking for fast and efficient. That's what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting. The, the, uh, the see and need, fill a need. So you, you basically applied that to your business model. You said, I'm not getting the services I need to help me deliver ultimately for my clients. So let me fill that gap myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what that's, which is a, a, for very proactive solutions. So, you know, applause to you. What are some of the other challenges as just a small business person over the last 20, 30 years? What are some of the bigger challenges you have faced? You know, the biggest challenge, and that's, I think everybody would, you know, everybody would say the same thing. It's, it's in, it's staffing and employees and, and keeping good quality people and being competitive in the marketplace. You know, we, we had an office in Nashville about three months ago. We got out of Nashville because it was very difficult to find employees. I mean, I had an opportunity to sell it, and it worked out good for us. But uh, the hardest part about Nashville, their unemployment rate was so low. So we just we just looked at it and said, you know, it's better for us. And plus, we bought the Atlanta market since then. So we decided that uh, that moving into Atlanta, we could do a lot closer and have our people be more efficient at what we do. So, uh, but yeah, there's definitely ch- challenges of employees, uh, and then also communications got so much better over the years. I mean. 15 years ago, you couldn't have done what we do. I mean, we do everything from one office here in Rome. You know, we have 17 people in our office that work on a daily basis. Uh, so we don't have staffing and office staff in every one of those offices. We just have operations managers, marketing, and we have, of course, technicians and people that go out and work in the field. Pete, what have, what have been some of your challenges running a business all these years? You know, it's people tend to forget, I, you know, employees are the lifeblood, but their paychecks got to show up every Friday or every other Friday or however often you pay them. And, and that's on the boss to make sure that gets done. Um, what, what are some of your, your challenges that you faced as a, as a business person? 
being in the trucking industry, as you know, Roger, the, the hardest thing we face is insurance cost. Insurance goes up every year on trucks. Uh, finding qualified drivers is, is, is real, it's a real tough market. It's a very competitive market. So if you find a good driver, you're going to really have to pay that guy. So therefore, you got to pass that along to the shipper, who a lot of times don't want you know don't want to pay that. But that's the toughest part of the trucking industry is the is the truck driver. I mean, it's uh, they are at a real premium. And you know, I, I read the other day where another thousand trucking companies went out of business last month because of COVID. And you know, it's just making it's it's not too bad now but when stuff hopefully does pick up you know i think the rates you know if you're paying a truck a dollar 80 a mile now you can do that but i think when things do pick up hopefully that's soon that those rates are going to skyrocket like they did three or four years ago you know three or four years ago rates went to the point where we were paying when the electronic laws came in and the truck couldn't go with 600 miles a day so that man, he was carrying, maybe he used to run 800 miles a day. Well, he couldn't do that anymore. It was illegal. So, you know, rates went, probably went up 60% at that time. And I think they'll go up again like that because of the shortage of the, of the drivers. Yeah, I was going to say, you're, you're, you're right in the middle of the supply chain, which has obviously been impacted. So, um, I mean, is, is it getting, is it coming back? It's coming back a little, but it's coming back very slow, very slow. I was reading uh, something on uh, social media, uh, doing a little research this week, and it, from from what um, what I'm hearing and seeing, it looks like there has been an uptick in the last week to ten days um, before uh, kind of the, the July Fourth holiday, and and that's. That's typical for this time, but what they're projecting right now is for that to continue to increase after the holiday, which is not necessarily typical. Um, usually after the holiday, it kind of falls off. And, you know, when you're a freight broker, you know, you're dealing with um, produce coming online to, um, you know, supply chain retailers opening back up and, and shipping product all over. And so, you know, to be able to look at that uh, is is really critical for our business. Yeah, everything affects the, the the price of fuel going up and down based on the world economy, even outside of the pandemic. Uh, yes, you know, what would impact your business, um, Pam? What are there any businesses that are that that you run into that are, for lack of a better word, you know, thriving, taking off because of this? I've, I've been reading some articles about like some of the the outdoor recreation industries, bicycling and kayaking, you know, that, uh, what, what are you, you know, there's, there's going to be certain industries that are struggling and some that are probably benefiting. Um, what are you finding? Yeah, basically what you just mentioned. So ATV sales are up, bike sales are up for sure. And then some, but not all, but some of our retail stores have really found their footing online where they had not before. So even some of our small mom and pops in downtown jumped into action and started putting things online. And so, and I'll tell you why it's because people locally wanted to support them, but couldn't go in person. 
So they were shopping online, but then it just expanded on its own from there. So people from out of town started shopping online. So I hate that they didn't have a retail store online before that, but um, now they've really found their footing. And like I said, not all of our retail stores have found that success, but there have been a handful of our retail stores that sales have been up from the past couple of years because of online sales. So kudos to them. Yeah, and, and maybe they're finding new ways to do business. We've had we've had like restaurants on here before that have now put in drive-throughs. Uh-huh. So they're going to keep the drive-through and things like that. So, in, in many ways, maybe it's a blessing. But, but for for our, our guests here on the show today, like like Larry, you I mean you can't do what you do online. You have to, you know, and, and neither can the, neither can the Plaza Transport. You got to <laughs> got to be out there doing the work. Um, so has that presented any unique challenges through the pandemic? Of Well, it, for us, it, I mean, it did some. It's just our concern was just not getting our customers. But we already, you know, we already already use personal protective equipment a lot of times on our jobs for mold damages and stuff like that. So we already had some of that. We did realize that it was going really, was going to use a lot more equipment. Our first thing we did is start trying to figure out how it was going to protect our employees. And really, even if you came into our building right today, we have divided our building up into pretty much four quadrants. Uh, people cannot go into different quadrants just because I was thinking if we had a, if we had an outbreak in our facility, what would happen if everybody had to be out of work, we would shut us down. So we have our building divided into four sections uh, and everybody cannot go into another section unless they're fully protected. Uh, but we do have small quadrants, you know, we have four or five in each team and, and we just, we want to protect our people because we can't be put out of business. If we didn't have our office staff, we would be out of business because we couldn't answer the phone or do the service. So, so uh, that's very, very proactively. Uh, I mean, that's brilliant. You're, you're keeping, you're, you're, you're working, but you're quarantining by team. Yes, right. We did. Yes. So that if a team goes down, for lack of a better word, because they, they, they get the virus, your other teams have been protected. Yourself, yes. You're quarantining inside your business. And even even our own employees, our technicians on the field can't come in the office. They only have an area they can go into. So we really, it's almost like we're working mobily, but we are working in our facility. All of them, but we are separated. Well, the, one of the last things I want to want to ask you guys here as we kind of go around one final time, and and I guess Larry, we'll start with you. Is um, you know, you're not you're not retail so much as as you know, you're business to business. I guess. What 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 do you do to market? Uh, is it word of mouth? Is it just networking? Is it because you've been in business now 30 years and the, the Service Master brand helps? We, for us, we definitely use a Service Master brand, but I mean, you know, we still have to do marketing. We had to, you know, our, our in the field marketers had to change their position, you know, had to change what they did. They've just now started to get back in the field in the last couple of weeks, really the last week or so. They've really started trying to get back in the field and they've been well received. We, we don't want to go in there. We see insurance industry people, uh, different companies. So, uh, so we started really doing our, uh, we started calling our customers. We started emailing them better and started contacting the agencies and stuff like that. And they were really, they was glad we, they heard from us because they didn't know what, if we're still open for business. Um, and then we ended up, we really pushed a, a big social, me- social media and we pushed really big on pay-per-click marketing for us because people go look for us online or they call their insurance agency. So we, we had to change some, but our biggest thing is just definitely social media uh, pay-per-click marketing has been, been the biggest thing we've invested in and, and better online presence. And, uh, and Pete, you know, is your, is your business a word of mouth? Is it a knocking on doors? Is, is, how do you get the word out about what you do? I mean, advertising, mm-hmm. publication? Mm-hmm. What? 
Well, in, in, in the cotton industry, I've been in the cotton industry so long, I know a lot of people. So it's just networking, going to see those guys and stuff. While me and Brian are forming here, it's all new for me because I've been so tied to cotton. So, yes, we've been trying to go knock on doors and seeing people and, you know, introducing plaza transportation to them and, you know, uh, letting those people know that it, my office and center is going to be cotton, but Brian's going to have office in Rome and he will be able to, to sell our service to, to any industry in Rome, whether it be a flatbed or, or whatever it might be. So it's uh, what we're doing in Rome is totally different for Plaza Transportation, but we feel like we got a good person in Brian to help us get those contacts in there. So I, I think I think we're on the right path. Brian, that's got to be good to hear. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, how, how, how is the chamber helping you in those regards as you try to connect and generate business? Oh, it's it's invaluable. Um, Jeannie and and her staff with Pam and and Thomas and Mary Grace they have all been amazing. We, we joined the the chamber about mm, two weeks ago, maybe, wow. and have just tried to lean heavily on the chamber because they know what's going on and they can identify uh, needs or wants or you know they have their finger on the pulse and and we've been able to to come in and meet and sit down with them uh, as well as network. Um, and, you know, customer service is, is really the name of the game for us. It has been, it has been for me personally, it has been for, for Pete and Jeff and, and their team here in center Alabama. And we're going to continue to do that. I want to throw in one thing about the chamber that a lot of people don't, they forget about RomeGA.com is one of the best, things that we can use as getting employees we we use their that website all the time looking for people and we we've had more successful in romega.com than any of our franchise areas in any of our states romega.com reaches more people to get us empo good employees than anything we've ever done wow, Roger. <laughs> i was gonna say did you write that for them no, but I was actually going to brag on Larry because he is super active in the chamber. And I think that's important to show up in person. He knows folks. I just met him two weeks ago, but um, Larry has been very active at the chamber and we appreciate that investment of his time. <clears throat> oh, it's just a great, it's, it's, a, fun. <laughs> it's a great big Rome Floyd chamber love fest here on the small. <laughs> uh, so let's just do contact information. Um, Larry, what's what's uh, how can people get a hold of you if they're looking for work, if they want to do business with you, or they've they've had fire damage? <laughs> they can go, of course, they can go to our website, servicemastertwins.com, or they can go to our Facebook page, Servicemaster Twins, or they can contact us at 706-232-0255, and or they can come by our office on out on four eleven at One Hill and Dale Drives, where our office is out of four eleven, about a about a mile past Walmart on East Road. All right, uh, Brian and Pete, how can people get a hold of you guys if they need to? Uh, so I am at, uh, my email address is brian.plazatransport at gmail.com. Uh, phone numbers 706-290-3518. Uh, it's always on and I'm ready to answer it. <laughs> and Pete? Uh, 
I'm be contacted at plazcott, P-L-A-Z-C-O-T-T, at tds.net. My contact is 256-613-2138, Center, Alabama. Yeah, we're, we're on Zoom here. I know that I know our people listening can tell we're on Zoom. We had a little fun before we got started because there's a there's a Alabama print framed hanging up in the wall behind behind uh, behind. <laughs> and and I, I'm a Georgia guy, and Pam apparently uh, likes the Auburn Tigers. Larry, Larry, what is your team of choice? Bulldogs. <laughs> well, it's it's just a great SEC love fest, isn't it? <laughs> I will get everybody some Alabama propaganda. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, we're good. We're good, Pete. Thank we were, you. We were, we were getting along so great. We were getting along. Right. So great. Uh, let's, just, let's just hope we have college football this fall. That's right. right. Into that. Yeah, we want business to come back, but we also want college football to come back. All right. Thanks, everybody, again for joining us. That's Pam Power-Smith with the Rome Floyd Chamber. That's Larry Alford, owner of Rome Cleaner, Service Master, Furniture Medic. Uh, and it's been Pete Lemons and Brian Ritchie with Plaza Transport. Uh, I'm Roger Manus. You have been listening to the Rome Floyd Chamber Small Business Spotlight, coming to you from the Hardy Realty Studios, working in conjunction with the Rome News Tribune. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you soon.